0: Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody. And thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm excited. We've got James here. James, thanks for being on today. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it for a while.
0: Yeah. So let me uh, there's a couple reasons I'm doing this one. One, the members are very interested in telemarketing. Uh, and and cold calling, Um, which is interesting to me. But there's a lot of people asking questions about it. So I'm trying to provide more context or or, or content. So we just uh, interviewed the owner of Contact Science, which is the calling tool we use. And I also just wanted to get the perspective of the caller. Like in this situation, you're actually a caller. You're calling a lot, right? All day. All day. (laughs) I love it, man. I love the grind. That's the stuff I had to do all the time when I started. You know, I, I think seems like every, a lot of really good salespeople start off hitting the phone, understanding, getting that rejection, and not worrying about it. You know, the way I always got past that rejection is knowing like what I'm selling is legit and it helps the person I'm calling. If they don't want help and they want to be an asshole, that's on them. I'm just trying to help. That mindset always, it's always helped me in sales because it's like, I'm not selling a car. I'm not selling a luxury item. I'm not selling something someone doesn't need. I'm selling safety and protection. I'm selling stuff that's going to legitimately help the person I'm calling. And so it's, it's, I always just felt bad for the person I was being an asshole. And especially cause I'm like, Hey man, we're, I'm, I'm in the same city as you. Like we might go to the same church. You know, like we might, you know, like we might, we might, you're probably going to see me. Don't be an asshole. And ironically, very few people were, you know, it's just those few people that stand out even to this day. Wow. I guess I am salty. So, uh, so anyway, so that's the first reason I wanted to bring James on because there's a lot of interest within our members and listeners. And the second reason I want to bring on James specifically, (laughs) and I'll tell this story is, (laughs) there's no fluff. So I'll keep it short. The story is short, I promise. But (laughs) I was driving home and I'd never heard of quick pass cybersecurity ever. Um, Now I see it all the time. It's funny how this stuff happens, right? You've gotten into my mind space and now you're everywhere, right? Like literally that's how marketing works. And I'm driving home and I get a call and I just answer it, which is a little unusual for me, but I just, I answered it and, uh, and there's James (laughs) and man, your, your intro was phenomenal. It was Appreciate awesome. That. I'll let I'll let you do the whole pitch later on in the call, but it was just like, hey, man, I don't want to waste your time. This is a cold call. I think that was something like you said, but I'll let you get into it later. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, if you get 30 seconds, if you got 30 seconds, just can I do my thing and we can just see if, you know, if this is any interest to you. And I was like, first of all, the way you sound is confident and comfortable and you're making me confident and comfortable. Second thing, I like your approach. It wasn't some bullshit like, oh, <laughs> um, you know, long ass spiel that I don't care about. <laughs> right. It was just like, Hey man, I'm a person. You're a person like you might even be in sales. I'm in sales. Like you want to chat, right? It was the perfect yeah. approach. And it's funny because I talked to James, we were trying to res- we were trying to schedule this podcast and he's like, man, I'm booked this week. And I'm like, perfect. That's because even though you only been working for a few months, you are setting appointments, you're getting shit on your calendar. It's, it's great. And I could tell, I could tell just by that first call, what was that, like your first month or something?
1: Yeah, first month or two, for sure.
0: First month or two. I could tell him like, this guy's got it. This guy's got it. He's going to, he's going to make it. He's going to do just fine. <laughs> okay. That is about the extent of the talking I will do in this podcast. Cause we want to hear from you, James. I just wanted to explain James. All right. So <laughs> so James, give me, give, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, born and raised in North Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, have been kind of in and out of the MSP space since I was in my late teens. So now that I'm backing it. Loving it. Happy to be back here. And um yeah, just I really like to talk. That's one thing I think you'll learn throughout this podcast is that uh-huh. I, I have a hard time not talking. So I figured, you know, getting into sales, getting into a role where I have to talk to people all day long is is natural. So that's kind of what brought me here and um yeah, and the rest is history. I'm just happy to be uh, back in this space, really. Cool, man. How old are you? I'm 22.
0: Okay. So you're young and you've already yeah. been in and out of the space.
1: Yeah, okay. I, uh, I've definitely um had a little bit of experience, but I'm hoping to grow back quite a bit more over the next few years.
0: Nice. It's a great place to be. It's a wonderful place to be. It's a great, great time to be an MSP, great time to sell into the MSP space, as long as you're a good person, you know, and which you seem like you do. And you sell without, you know, trying to do any hard sell stuff, especially to MSPs. Trust me, we don't we don't react to that stuff. I was on a call with a person recently and she was like, well, are you going to sign up today? Because I don't know if I'll be able to get you that discount in a week. And I said, yes, you will. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't mean to her, but I was like, yes, you will be able to give me that exact same discount a week from day. Like, don't, I'm a salesperson, like chill. Like, don't give me that, you know, like not to, I was nice to her. She did a great job. I even gave her, totally. I gave her prompts at the end, like, Hey, you did a really good job. Yeah. Your trainer told you to say that. And I'm just saying, don't, don't try it on yeah. me, you know, in yeah. a professional, nice way.
1: Totally. So, you know, you know how it works. So you know I know about, how
0: it works. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, a lot of business owners know how it works. You know, it's it, the stuff. I don't think any of that stuff really works that well, but Okay so how did you get into sales James?
1: Yeah so it started back when I was in high school I uh, found a job at a actually a telecommunic- telecommunications company and I was doing door to door for about a year. That was a very good opportunity for me to learn how to be rejected and yep. how to you know deal with that properly and to keep carrying on and actually get the job done whether it's going my way or not. So that's how it all got started and then um you know bounced back and forth between a few different industries from that point but then got back with quick pass after i graduated from school and uh, here we are
0: love it so you started door to door
1: door to door it uh, was a
0: great place to start
1: looking back absolutely in the moment a little bit of a different outlook on it i i thought it was not the right play but looking back i'm very happy i did it i learned a lot learned a lot about myself and How to present myself, and honestly, what people want to hear. So, yeah, it it was a great learning experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's a the level. There's a network engineer, Tim, at our office. He's been here Mm -hmm. at Altec since day one. He's got so much wisdom. This dude, like, I have so many life wisdom from this guy because he's like the guy that's been on the catastrophes of technology where everything's falling down, Mm -hmm. and he's been on the smooth sailing. Like, he's seen it all in the IT space since. Well, 2003 is when Alltech started, but even before that, he was in IT. And one thing he always said, like I was about to go on vacation to Europe for my first time, you know, when I seven years ago, I just started Alltech. And he's like, I was like, well, I hope everything goes smooth. And he's like, no, you don't. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, the thought, the stuff we remember in life is not the smooth sailing. It's the adversity. The adversity That's... we face is really the stuff that makes us better. And it's the stuff we remember. I got back from the trip weeks go by. And then he asked me, hey, what do you remember about the trip? And it was only the adversity, the stuff that I look back on and smile and laugh at and cringe. You know, we it was specifically yeah. us missing the Paris train and we're running across, <laughs> we're running across asking these people with guns. Cause it was right after the actual a Paris attack that had happened. Oh, yeah. And we're asking the, the security officers like, where do we go? And we look like crazy people. Right. It was like, it was the adversity in the trip being sick in Vienna for three days. You know, it was like that. I don't know if I said that right. Vienna, Austria. And it's like, that's what you remember. So you were door knocking. That's probably changed who you are as a person because of that adversity. In a, good a little way.
1: bit, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, before that, it was uh, seemed to be pretty smooth sailing through life. I have a great family, great friends, a lot of support, and that was one area where I felt like things weren't going right. To be honest, you know. Mm door to doors, <clears throat> excuse me, door to doors hard. And I was selling stuff they already had. So it was more uh, of a, yeah. a process for them to change a lot of the time than it was to yeah. to not. So uh, for me, it taught me a lot about, you know, resiliency, how to get yeah. through rejection, whether yeah. it's in sales, whether it's in life. Um, and yeah, it was a great learning opportunity for and sure.
0: And probably understanding when something, something's not a fit, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, hey, this doesn't yeah. match who I am. I tried it. I'm not quitting. I'm saying this isn't what I need or what I want. That's cool, man. So- so, what made you want to sell specifically in the channel to MSPs? You sell mo- mostly to MSPs or only MSPs?
1: Pretty much exclusively MSPs. Yeah, um, what, our software is tailored to them. But um, yeah, back uh, a few years ago, I actually worked at an MSP for uh, a summer job while I was still in school, and um, you know it was awesome. I learned a ton about technology what MSPs are, to be honest with you, how the industry works, you know, what they're looking for, what clients want, all that good stuff. And um it was it was awesome. I was intrigued the whole time. I loved going to work. And um a big part of it too was just the opportunity to learn, grow your connections, and just really see how much opportunity there is in the MSP field. Cause to my understanding, it's endless. There's always going to be a new cyber threat. There's always going to be a new problem. And you know as technology is advancing there's always going to be a new solution as well so that yeah. was one thing i took away and it was it was drawing me back in ever since i left so when the quick pass opportunity arose it was it was a no-brainer for sure
0: cool man that's awesome yeah i see a lot of msps they will sell their company or people sales people at msps would leave and they still stay in the channel or they'll go <laughs> from a channel company to an msp actually usually it's the other way around which i think is funny but you know, it's just, it's such a good place to be. It can be stressful. You know, you know, we're in the technology field. Technology mm-hmm. is very uncertain all the time. There's so many changes. It's, yeah. I can't imagine, I might be wrong here. I'm, this is my biased perspective, but I can't imagine another industry changing as quickly and as much as this industry. You know, like, it's just, it's crazy how fast it, you have to keep up. Yeah,
1: it's constant. It's never yeah. ending, it seems like.
0: Yeah, it's—it it is. So, so how did you come up with that? that call intro you hit me with can you try it can you say it do you remember the one you used on me
1: yeah I still use it uh to this day for the most part um yeah so the way I came up with it is uh basically I just didn't want to waste anyone's time and I wanted to be myself so going in being conscious of your time and what's going on and your day I know I have a busy day I'm assuming you do too so you know I don't want to take a cold call that's irrelevant to me in the middle of a of a task or a busy day so for me, my intro is generally, hey, this is James calling from QuickPass. I do want to let you know with full transparency, this is a little bit of a cold call. So in about thirty seconds, if nothing's interesting to you, I'll get out of your hair. I'm sure you're busy. I'm not trying to waste your time today. And you know, more often than not, people people are okay with that, and people are generally pretty considerate and are acknowledging the fact that you're being considerate. And when you show that uh, level of kind of personability, people tend to kind of go with it and let you give your spiel. So even if after five seconds they know it's not for them, they'll still let you finish and, you know, it's good practice if you're not getting the demo or the sale and if you get the sale, great. So it's, for me, I look at it as a win-win.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. And and the thing about it is, like, we haven't done business with QuickPass yet, right? But I didn't even know who QuickPass was. I had no idea. And, like, now it seems like I see you guys everywhere. I see a podcast now, right? Yep. I see I see the one guy, Jimmy or something? Jimmy, on yeah. LinkedIn all the time. I see you commenting on stuff. It's like, it's so much of marketing is like just getting into the mind of the ideal prospect. I'm an MSP, I'm your ideal prospect. We're pretty big, not pretty big, we're a good size, you know, mid, mm-hmm. mid small size MSP. And it's like, that's where you want to be. So it was worth that call. Did you make a sale right away? No. But you know what? We're not going anywhere. Yep. And so it's, 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 it's smart, man. It, it's smart. So, so what is your biggest challenge for those MSP listeners right now that yes. are, that want to start cold calling? Some are doing it themselves and I don't know if I could recommend an MSP owner picking up the phone and calling. And the only reason I say that, and you might have a better, a different experience is I look at my mm-hmm. callers, they'll make 80 calls a day and only connect with like eight to 10 people.
1: Yep.
0: Right. And it's yeah. like an MSP owner cannot waste a whole day to talk to eight, pimp, eight people. It's just not gonna work. That's crazy, right? And so that's why you have to have a James. You have to have someone that's dedicated to calling, I'm not saying it's just a different role, I'm not saying you you can't be an owner of a company or anything. I'm just saying this is your role. And that role, from what I understand, needs to be dedicated. I used to do calls, yeah. my account manager used to do calls. The issue is calls always end up on the bottom of the list. I always put admin crap, right? Any, I put anything above calling. So having a dedicated person, when I hire them, I say, you're calling, that's what you're doing. You're calling and setting yep. appointments. So with that, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for example, our VP of revenue, Jimmy, who you previously mentioned, does a ton of podcasts, big LinkedIn presence and, uh, I could not imagine how he would have time to make 80 calls in a day. He's got so much going on, you know, he's doing everything it seems like and mm. to have someone like myself or like my colleagues who are, you know, calling as well, I think it really lets him and lets the other executives focus on some of the big picture stuff and some of the more technical and important issues while we are busy, you know, trying to get those demos and trying to build our pipeline. So I think it is good to have people who specialize in everything. And I do think, you know, if someone's in a role with too much going on, I think it takes away from all their other tasks. So, you yeah. know, I, I agree with you for sure.
0: So what would you say is, is your biggest challenge when you're on the phones every day?
1: Biggest challenge while on the phones, I would say, is the gatekeepers. Um, yeah. You know, when you get someone who knows what they're talking about and is technologically intelligent and understands the industry, you can get them pretty quick. Um, you know, once I give my spiel, it's clear that quick pass has a lot to offer and we're here to help. We're not just here to waste your time. And um, those are the ones who I, I love talking to because they're always, they're always willing, but the gatekeepers are there to protect their executives, of course, protect their bosses. And um, a lot of the time it's, no, that sounds great. I'll, get your phone number. I'll pass the message along and then you never hear from them. So yeah. for me, it's definitely the gatekeepers, you know, trying to get past them to get to the people you need to talk to in order to deliver what you have to say in the most effective manner.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a big challenge. And and I see that challenge not going away. Um, I know people have, and I want to ask you some specific tips and tricks, but like, you know, I'm not even, I'm just on the leadership team. I'm not even the owner of the company and it's virtually impossible to get me on the phone. You know, you got, I don't even know how you got on, got me on the phone to be honest, but you did. And that's great. And I loved it. I really loved it. I enjoyed the conversation. We had a good conversation. I I got forwarded over to Tom as the owner. Um, You know, I really have, I've talked about it a couple of times. Right. So it's like, you you got me, but it's super hard to get even me and I'm just, I'm not even the owner of the company. Right. So (laughs) I know that's a challenge. And like, I like people know, don't even message me. Like if it's someone that I want to talk to, like they're going to find me you know, or I'm going to find them like doing my own research. I like hearing from peers and that's not going anywhere. And that's why a lot of our marketing is like making, making sure we get into these communities, right? Like if you're in the community, which you guys are doing too, yep. your brand builds really quickly. We still do the calling. You got to do it too. But people banking on calling is not a good thing. That's going to be one piece of the pie. Yeah. So, so how does your role fit into the larger marketing plan or campaign happening at quick pass? Cause they're coming in on quick. They're coming in quick. Oh yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy knows what he's doing. Whoever know, they know what they're doing They're They're coming in quick. I'm seeing a lot. It's good. Maybe I'm just seeing a lot cause you called me, but, but it seems like they're doing a good job. So where, where does your, where do you fit into that larger plan?
1: Yeah. So I'm an SDR. So I'm here to set up meetings for our account executives, cold call, you know, make those connections. And, um, I, I see it as we're all a piece of a puzzle and without us working together, you can't really get the job done. So, you know, my position in kind of what we do for our campaign and our marketing plan is making the connections and, you know, getting demos and sharing insight on what we do in the industry and really just making people knowledgeable on what we have to offer. Um, and, you know, personally, I see myself at QuickPass indefinitely or as for a very long time here. and um you just got to keep calling away consistency is key so the more calls you make the better you'll do and the more you'll be able to play into that marketing plan and that campaign to ultimately make your company successful but again it's not just me it's not just the SDR team it's the SDRs it's the account executives it's the marketing it's the all all the executives you know there's yeah. so many different moving pieces in in this game and um couldn't do it without them. And, you know, I'm happy to be able to do my part to make sure that we're as successful as we can be as well.
0: You said indefinitely, but after all the MSBs listen to this episode, you're probably going to get a few offers. Just kidding, <laughs> no, Jimmy. Just kidding, Jimmy. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. Um, so, so how many calls do you do a day?
1: You know, we we aim for as many as possible. So on average, I'd say anywhere between 50 and 100 calls. So you know, yeah, if you're same. if you're booking a lot of demos, you're not going to get 100 calls cuz yeah. you're busy, you know, you're booking the meeting, you're getting all that information, you're setting up the deal, you're passing on that to the account executives and it's it's a little bit of a slower process, but again, the results are there. So on a quieter day where people aren't picking up, you can get upwards of 100, 120 calls, but that 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 would be a quiet day for sure on the phones.
0: What did do you have any uh tricks that you've used to get past the gatekeeper?
1: You know, just be confident, be friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, hey, it's James calling from QuickPass. Pass. Is Tahayer available? And yeah. leave it at that.
0: Right there. That sounded great.
1: That's all Sound you gotta great. do. And you know, the more the more you talk, I'm calling from Quick Pass, you know, we have a lot to offer. We you know work with your privilege access management, sales, rotate tune, your passwords, sales, done sales done. Yep. Exactly. You totally you gotta agree. be friendly. You don't wanna be yeah. a salesman and or a salesperson at the end of the day. I look at it, and this is why I think that success is coming and will continue to grow is because we're QuickPass and myself, we're there to help. We're not there to, yeah. I mean, we're there to sell, but at the end of the day, we're there to help. We wouldn't yeah. be selling this product if we didn't care about the industry and you know other MSPs. So if people feel the genuine care that you have and that you bring with you, I think that is a pretty big part in getting past gatekeepers. And if you do get to that executive or that person you need to talk to, the decision maker, having that genuine care is always going to benefit you. There's never going to be a negative benefit to showing people that you're there for them and that you care yeah. and that you want to help.
0: Yeah. I always, uh, love that. I always tell people I'm not very good at sales because I've never done like a sales training. I don't know any sales tricks. I don't, you know, I was on a call with my sale. We we have a sales peer group. We've got a marketing mm-hmm. peer group, we got an owner's peer group. And, uh, and my sales peer group was right before this call. And he's like, man, I feel like I dropped the ball. I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, I sent the quote, on Friday and I forgot to say, you know, cause they said they're going to reach back on Monday. I forgot to say, well, what do you want me to do if I don't hear from you Monday? He's like, I can't believe I dropped the ball and didn't say that. And I was like, damn, I, I've never, I didn't even know to say that, you know, like and I've been <laughs> in this for seven years. I don't even yeah. know to say like, Oh, well what should I do if I don't hear from you Monday? But like, that's yeah. what's worked for him. So that's why I say I'm not good at sales, but I, I have a very high close rate compared to a lot of people. And yeah. I think that's just because like, I'm not going in to sell. I'm really not. It's like we're, you know, I go in, I talk to them, I hear, I listen more than I talk. They have challenges. We, I approach their challenges as a person and it's like, I don't know, that's what's worked for me. I've never taken a sales course. Maybe I should. So I like your approach and you can hear it in your voice. You know, I can hear it in your voice when you did the call. I hear when you just talked about trying to just sell to the gatekeeper. So those listeners that are either trying to get a caller Mm -hmm. or are currently a caller, like just remember to be a person, you know, sometimes scripts are a hindrance. Like don't read a script. Don't even, memorize, don't even memorize the script. Like, Make sure you know the talking points. I'm not saying don't know the talking mm-hmm. points, but like, just be yourself. Talk, Be friendly to the gatekeeper. I hear a lot of people who say when you get to the gatekeeper, you just say, John, please. It's like, well, who are you? Oh, this is James. <laughs> and like, they literally say that that's what you should do. And I'm like, I would never do that. Like, I would never tell my caller to do that. Like, But that's what people, I hear people say, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to take that advice. I don't care if it works better. You know, like I'm not taking that <laughs> advice. All right. Sorry about all the talking. You, I want to hear you talking. All right. So, (laughs) so I know we're kind of actually coming up to the end here. What? Um, couple more questions. Yeah. When it comes to your list, like, how do you get a list of MSBs to even call? Like, is that just a bub your head type thing, or do you know, like, is it just
1: a little bit for sure? You know, I'm not part of that process, and you know, validating leads, passing them on to the the SDRs. That has nothing to do with me, but. Mm. I do go to events now and all the people who stop by our booth, those are leads, all the people who attend the event, we might get a a list like that. So there there's a bunch of different ways, and I'm sure I'm touching on maybe one of them. I'm sure there's a lot more, but that is over my head a little bit. Um, Cool. I just appreciate to be getting I just appreciate to be getting the good leads. To be honest, that's what makes me happy.
0: Good. (laughs) Cool. So if you're if you're, you know, let's let's talk to the person that's listening that might be thinking about getting into a sales role yeah or maybe currently maybe a little discouraged you know what are you you know it doesn't even just it doesn't have to just be positive too you know like what what is your advice to them
1: yeah well the first thing is you know be true to who you are and help be there to help but also just be confident confidence is key when you're in a sales role people don't want to sell from someone who's not confident Sorry, people don't want to buy from somebody who's not confident about what they're selling. They want, you know, they want the assurance that this is awesome. This is what we can do for you. And I'm here to help you get there. And that is key for sure, is uh, being confident. And, you know, I actually asked uh, one of my bosses, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, what can I do as a new SDR to, you know, have more success? And he said pretty much the same thing, you know, be confident and be consistent, Always have those numbers high and look for ways where you can consistently improve every single day. There's Mm -hmm. always something that you're doing in a day that could be better, whether you think about it or not. And, you know, that's something that even just over the last couple of days, I've been really trying to incorporate into my day to day, whether it's at work, whether it's at the gym in life relationships, whatever. It's just a very key piece to success is just always trying to be your best and always try to improve.
0: Yep. Love that. One of our yes. core values, one of our five at all tech one is improvement. Yeah. Because in the MSP space, if you're not improving every day, you're falling behind. And so if you don't have that mindset mindset and and learning best practices and and, and how do we improve, like you are falling behind immediately. Like you have to you gotta do that. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that that's your advice. Like for those people listening, you're listening to this podcast. You're already a person of improvement. If you're listening to this podcast, you are trying to improve yourself. This is, there's no entertainment in this podcast, almost none. I I don't tell good jokes. We don't get on people that tell funny stories. There's no, there's almost no entertainment value. Maybe I'm wrong, but like this, almost every episode, we we call it no fluff MSB marketing because it's like every episode, I want to teach something specific. I want value provided to our members in the form of learning. So the so the person listening right now, you're doing great. Yep. You're doing awesome. And if you're here because you want to get better because you're struggling, perfect. Keep doing yep. stuff like this. You know, that's great. And if you're just trying to prove yourself and you're already good, that's great too. Like, this is yep. awesome. You're list, You're, you are that kind of person. And so that's, that's where this advice hits home.
1: Yeah, for and, sure. And, um, one, sorry, one analogy that he kind of gave me that really hit home for me was, uh, If you think about inflation, prices are always rising and, you know, competition is always rising, whether it's other people or other products out there. And if you're not improving, then the inflation and other people are going to get the best of you because other people are going to be taking that time to work on themselves and improve better at sales, better at life, whatever it is. And if you're not, then you're really missing out on an opportunity, not only to be your best self, but also to thrive in whatever situation you're being put into.
0: Yep hundred one million percent i always say at every quarterly meetings i'm the marketing sales guy everyone else is you know mm-hmm. there's some i now have account manager too and i got more marketing people on my team now but like a lot of people are on the server side and i always say because people are stressed out we got all these projects got all these onboardings i'm like listen guys you like your bonuses right? <laughs> like you like your big bonuses that are go oh, yeah. that are based on our growth and our profit. If you're not growing, you are dying. And I tell them like if we are heading into a recession, like I'm not the owner of the company. Maybe I shouldn't even be having these conversations, but I do. I'm like, <laughs> if we're about to head into a recession, it's like you know, we got to be way ahead, right? Yeah. And you know, it's you know, it's it's just I totally agree with what you're saying. I had one guy who really just loved conversations with the members and the podcast listeners. He's like it's like I've never really done marketing, and I'm a pretty good sized company. He's like, but this year, there's just been companies that have been getting acquired. Like my clients are getting acquired. He's like, we never lose clients. That's and mostly good MSPs. They don't really lose clients because it's a pain in the ass to move. So the good MSPs are pretty pretty doing well. But what we're seeing, especially in the last year, is all of a sudden our clients and 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 their clients are getting purchased by these bigger conglomerates that have an IT team bigger than a whole company, right? So they don't need us anymore. And so he's like, so if I don't do anything, I'm going to lose my business. And that's what has lit the fire under his butt, right? And I'm like, dude, good for you. Good for you for thinking about that now and not two years down the road when you've lost 10 more or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so spot on. So spot on. Um, I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to hit on that topic, but... I feel I'm I'm already doing too much of the talking, so let's move on. So, so let's hear, let's hear your pitch. We're coming down to the end. Let's let me hear your quick book. You know, tell us about quick pass. You know, you got, by the way, listeners, there's no financial anything here. I just brought James on because I like him. You may or may not have ever heard of quick pass, but this is a great opportunity for James to do your pitch. And if you like his pitch, make sure to reach out to James. Don't just reach out to quick Pass, right? I've been in the sales role. Don't just call quick Pass and say, oh, I don't know where I heard from you. If you like the pitch, and if you like quick Pass, reach out to James Kilmeynes, Kilmeynes, Kilmeynes?
1: It was close, Selmanes.
0: Okay. Selmanes, don't okay.
1: worry, 99.9% of people will not get it right. So you're All right. you're part of the majority.
0: All right, cool. I know the feeling, man. People still call me Tahir. All right, James, let's hear the pitch.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like I said, you start with the intro. Hey, this is James calling from QuickPass. I do want to let you know full transparency. This is a little bit of a cold call. So in about 30 seconds, if nothing's resonating with you, I'll get out of your hair. I'm sure you're very busy and I do not want to waste your time. That is always going to be my intro, I think, until maybe it stops working. After that, I dive into the discovery. So usually in the MSP field, uh, you know, you'll ask about privileged admin accounts. Uh, In our case, at least, you'll ask about if their passwords are static, how they verify people who are calling their help desk. And really the goal here is to get them talking. The more you talk, the less people want to be on the phone with you. They want to be engaged. They want to be realizing for themselves that they have an issue and that you are here to solve it. So um, the idea behind the whole discovery and all the questions you ask them, they're not yes or no questions. They're open-ended questions where they have mm. to respond with a sentence yeah. or some sort of a valid kind of – response and uh you know at the end of the day you want to find what's causing them pain in their day-to-day their month-to-month or even in the bigger picture so Mm -hmm. for us you know we rotate privilege admin passwords we automatically upload it to your documentation tool but we also help the level one help desk tickets so we'll automate um your password reset your account unlock and even verifying who calls in to your help desk so based off of that, based off of what people kind of say they're interested in and what their pain points are, you can tailor what you're talking about and what you have to offer based on know what they need. So in in our specific case, um, I'll ask, are your passwords static? And if they say yes, then it's okay. For me, great. (laughs) But for them, it's okay. You know, that is uh, not really what you want. It causes a lot of risk for your admin credentials to be exposed With Quick Pass, you can automatically rotate those credentials, have them uploaded, even put them on a password schedule if you like. So really, your password policy is being increased. And that's kind of the gist of how I go about my cold calls. I don't want to give you the whole spiel here because I can go on forever. But um, really, the idea behind it is, you know, you ask them questions and you find out what their issue is and you get them talking so you can solve their problem. The more you talk, the less likely that... They're going to, you know, sign up with you or realistically, they'll just push you off and say, call me in a month or send me an email. And that's not really what you're looking for there. So, mm. yeah, the big, the big takeaway for me, and this is what I've been learning from my colleagues over the last few months, is ask them questions where they have to talk. And you're not the one talking because the more you talk, the less likely they'll be into it.
0: Dude, this is what I love so much about that answer. One, phenomenal answer. But two, <laughs> Instead of using this as just an option to do your pitch and to sell the listeners, what you did there was every step of the way you're teaching your process. So not only did you give your pitch, but you're teaching the MSP how they can tailor it for their pitch. I didn't ask Mm. you to do that. I just said, give me your pitch. I just said, hey, sell us. We're listening. And instead, you took this as an opportunity to teach. That's badass. You are the (laughs) exception. And I know that. I know that. That that's the truth because I deal. I talk to a whole lot of people, a lot of sales. (laughs) Appreciate that. (laughs) That's why you're going to be successful, James. Right there, like that's good shit. Sorry about all the cussing. I'm just excited. This is good. (laughs) This is fresh. Now I do want to ask you some questions. Yeah. So you said you can verify the callers.
1: Yeah. So what I initially explained is what we call QGuard. That is the rotation of your privileged admin credentials. But the level one help desk and the help desk assistant basically is called Q desk. So we'll provide um, the clients with an uh, an app on their cell phone where they can reset their own passwords they can unlock their own accounts. so you don't have to call into your help desk to get those kind of oh like you know my uh, my computer won't let me sign in and it turns out their caps lock caps lock has been on this whole time. so you know it's a lot of time out of the text day for Little things that I feel like they shouldn't be having to do, and obviously QuickPass doesn't feel like they should have to do. Um, but for the verification of the end user, we can either—well, um, sorry—the technician will actually get a PS—a uh, widget within their PSA, and um, they'll be able to prompt the app on their phone, basically saying, "Hey, repeat this passcode back to me," or you know, verify within the app. And it's a—it's a really quick process. It's thirty seconds at most usually, and. Versus, you know, some people I call. It's, hey, how do you verify who calls into your help desk? That's one of the probing questions to get oh, them yeah. to, you know, talk. Yeah, that scares crap out of me.
0: Yeah, that scares me. To,
1: totally. And yeah. one thing I've found is people will actually say, you know what, I'll call you right back. They'll call the organization that they're calling from, and they'll say, hey, does hair uh, work here? Does he do this role? And they get the confirmation from somebody there, and then they call them back and say, hey, I'm here to help. Just need to verify you. That is a excruciatingly long process. And I'm sure that's just one of the many ways people do it. But yeah,
0: ours with- is ours is we only have a few people who are like the level three. Right. And like we know mm-hmm. how to that there if anything that's sensitive or whatever, we have to go to that person. And yeah, it's kind right. of painful. It's painful for them, painful for us. But it's like that, you know, we can't just have people calling in and be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you must be this person. So you're right. I mean, that's a big challenge. That's yeah. a huge challenge.
1: And the big thing with QuickPass, too, is it's not just about, you know, improving security. That is obviously a huge part in it, but it's also about increasing efficiency, making it so you don't have to hire another technician tomorrow. You could push that back X amount of days, months, maybe a year, because you're having someone who's taking a couple hours a day, maybe, who knows, for resetting passwords, unlocking accounts, and doing all those little tickets. But they're very intelligent. They should be able to, you know, provide their knowledge and their skills where it's really needed. And, you know, often what they went to school for is a lot more technologically difficult than resetting a password. So with Pass, you can reset those passwords. You can verify who it is in a matter of seconds so your tech doesn't have to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some value there for sure. Um. And so you were saying password resets for like, Domain admin accounts, like what is that? For, what was the other part? For all your
1: users, basically. So okay. for the, uh, you'll be getting people who call in and just say, "Hey, I need, I need to reset my password, or I need to unlock my account." I mean, on
0: the on the MSP side,
1: right, right, okay.
0: So, so instead, of, and you said there's there's something like, but the, sorry, this is how you know I'm the sales guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing uh, marketing sales guy. So like you said for the MSP too, like if MSPs don't change their passwords a lot, there's something okay. that QuickPass does to help that.
1: I see the uh, confusion there. No, so this is this is for the end users. This is gotcha. for okay. the right. privileged right. admins. It could be local. Yeah. It could be domain. It could be global administrators. It doesn't matter. Cool. It's for basically their clients. We want to secure that your MSP's clients as much gotcha. as we can, all cool. while making your MSP more efficient. That's cool. kind of the... Over the high level overview of kind of what we're doing.
0: So, does the end user client have like an app on their phone kind of yeah. thing? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, you'll get an app on your phone. There'll be a, a widget right in your text PSA where, you know, it's they communicate with one each other through that. It's they actually reset their own password and unlock their own accounts. So, if there is a bigger problem and they do have to call in, that's where the verification of the caller comes from, where they can mm-hmm. verify, hey, I'm prompting your app, just need to verify who you are. And it's really quick and easy
0: Mm gotcha man that's cool
1: yeah it's it's cool and and, you know it's nice being behind a product that uh that you believe in and you know working at an msp in the past it was evident that is a problem i didn't Mm. realize how big of a problem it really was but um now that i'm on the quick pass side of things it's like wow this is a this is amazing. I wish we had this when when I was there. And it's funny because they're now actually a client of QuickPass. So I was just a little bit too late to cool. be able to use the QuickPass software before I left. But nice, but yeah,
0: awesome. This is cool, man. All right, last question, and then we'll, yeah. we'll wrap things up. What advice do you have to an MSP that, or an MSP owner, or the head of sales? Or even the marketing manager in some cases is going to make this decision. What what advice do you have that when they, if they're looking to hire an SDR, like how do you find how do they find a James? How how do you how do they? What advice would you give them to recruit a good SDR and, and manage that person? I know that's a big question, so answer however.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, for me, and this is something I've kind of thought throughout my entire work history is uh, hire the person not because of what they have on the resume, hire them because of who they are as a person. So that, sorry who oh, they are nice. as a person um you know what they bring to the table their attitude their work ethic all that stuff is what's really important and you know i came into this i had very minimal understanding on what quickpass does and you know how it really affects people and msps and the and the kind of deeper levels of it and you know that all became easy once you just work hard and you figure it out so what I would suggest is hire people based on not what's on their resume, but who you feel they are as a person, and if they're willing to learn, go through adversity, and work hard. Those are the yeah. biggest things.
0: Yeah, totally agree. 100%. We hired we hired a telemarketer recently that, no telemarketing experience.
1: Yeah,
0: the only sales experience they had was uh, like you know um. I forget what they call it now but it's basically like multi-level marketing they call it something else now like social marketing okay. or whatever <laughs> and i'm like yeah it's a grind to do that kind of stuff just like it's a grind to do door-to-door knocking knocking but so she never did telemarketing experience but i just liked her a lot
1: and that's what's and important
0: so, yeah and she you know it's taken a while to get her up to speed but she's learning so quick i can see her numbers going up we're giving it some time you know it's like that right yeah. it's it's like yeah well, i think we hired the right person now we just got to give oh, okay. the right training and, and give them the right uh, information so
1: Yeah. And, you know, the opposite side of that is you hire someone with an insanely impressive resume and they come and they don't get along with your team. They're not team players. They don't care about their colleagues, all stuff like that. And, you know, having someone who's good at their job is important, but so is having a place where people want to be and where they want to wake up, go to work and do their best every single day.
0: A hundred percent. And here's another thing that kind of drives me crazy. And then we'll then we'll wrap up. I just have to do this rant. So, you know, I hear all the time people like, oh, millennials, they think 22 year olds are millennials, which I think is hilarious, but they're like, ah, oh, millennials are so lazy. They're so lazy. And I'm like, that's funny. Cause most of my team is, are millennials and they kill it, mm-hmm. kill it, absolutely destroy it. Most of all. And actually, sorry, I keep saying millennials cause that's what people think 22 year olds are, but they're not, it's like Gen Z or it's like, yeah, I think it's Gen yeah. Z or whatever. They're right? like, I'm a millennial. I'm 30. I'm a millennial. Right. <laughs> But people think millennials are like high schoolers, which is really funny. But my whole team, you know, I was the first millennial at Alltech. The first one, everyone else was Mm -hmm. 40 plus. I was the first millennial. Now, 80% of us are millennials or Gen Z, right? right? And our team is killing it. So it's not that Gen Z are lazy, right? I think people, there's a quote from Plato or it was either Plato or Socrates, one of the two. And it said, the next generation coming up is lazy disrespectful you know i'm paraphrasing but it's like and they just i don't feel good about the future of humanity (laughs) this has been happening every generation since the dawn of time people just go ah they got it so easy which we do got it easier in a lot of ways and we got it more challenging in a lot of ways right just because things adapt doesn't make things easier Now i get it there are like there are like um what do you call them like safety rooms and stuff like that so like we get a bad rap because there are some you know really sensitive people out there but mm-hmm. the the james is out there the people on my team out there there's plenty of badass gen z people that are willing to work hard grind it out and make some cold calls and i think that's awesome yep. so if you're out there and you're like oh, i don't want to hire a, someone fresh out of high school i need someone with a resume and 10 years of experience i need to change that mindset a little bit Be open to bringing someone on. Yeah, understand that they may not know how to use Outlook. Right? Like I had to teach, you know, like there's things that I see my new people that are still in college are coming out. I'm like, oh, you don't know how to send like an Outlook, like an invite. You don't know how to check your email. Right? Like there are things that you got to teach people. Right? (laughs) But again, like James said, if you hire for the person, it's going to be, you're going to be set up for success. Apologize. Apologize about that rant, but it's just something I hear all the time and it kind of drives me crazy because it's not about the generation. It's about the person. Well, James, I really appreciate you, man. I love the way I love your style. I have no doubt you're going to be successful in this space. Uh, And if you ever need a job outside of QuickPass, you're going to have tons and tons of offers, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, All right. So how do people get a hold of you, James, if they do want to do a demo or just interested in getting, uh, you know, reaching out to you? How do people reach you?
1: Yeah, for sure. I am I mean, I'm all over the place. I'm on LinkedIn. You can search up QuickPass or my name on LinkedIn. Uh, email is james at getquickpass.com. Feel free That's to shoot easy. me an email Good. or, you know, our website is getquickpass.com. So if you're really just trying to learn and you're indecisive and if you want to meet, feel free to check out our website and we can help you out from from there as well. Love it, man. Awesome.
0: James at getquickpass.com.
1: Getquickpass.com. That's it.
0: Cool, man. Well, I hope you get a lot of appointments. You deserve it. Um, For listeners out there, I hope this was helpful. Hopefully brought value to you. Um, If you have any questions about QuickPass, hit James. If you have any questions about telemarketing, Contact Science, their guide is officially published on the site. And we have an official partnership with Contact Science. So you can reach out to them because, to be honest, I'm not a telemarketing expert. We do it. It works for us. But we're more into the marketing campaigns with telemarketing adding to it. So that's why we have Contact Science. That's why we have our, you know, the caller like James coming in. Um, and if you have any questions about your marketing or marketing campaigns, that's when you hit MSB camp. <laughs> all right, James. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks to all here It was a pleasure to be here. And if you ever, ever want to connect, please feel free to shoot me a message.
0: Sounds good, man. Have a great day. Thanks. You listeners. Well. All right. See you on the next one.